This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It is hour number two of the nation. It is time for some week 17 NFL overreactions. You buying or selling this stuff. General at your service. If you see me, bear me, N.A. There's Brian Broaddus. Peyton Russell is in for Lucius Alexander and Carter Freeman, I believe. He's coordinating video over there. He's uh, operating the board. Three jobs over here. Keeping the gators down. He's actually doing – he does a great job, too, on the Love of the Star podcast. Okay. He's a big-time producer for us, so we appreciate everything he does. All righty. Well, salute to you. Thanks for making us part of your day. Happy holidays. Uh, And and we are going to start with the Cowboys here with some Week 17 um, overreactions. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, love going on uh, Cowboys Twitter. Here's the first overreaction, Brian. You buying or selling this? The Cowboys are going to steal the NFC East and maybe the number one seed in the NFC. I have reason to. I'm. I'm. I've said all along. I've been consistent. I'm. I'm buying just until I see Philadelphia win a game. I'm, I am. I, I. I really do believe, and we'll see what the Giants do. But I. Brian Dyball is trying to build a culture of winning there in with the Giants. And you go out and you find a way in a, a meaningless football game to win a game against a team that's trying to get the number one seed and all that. The minute that he went for that two-point conversion against Tennessee and they won, they knew they had a different head coach. And I think there's something to this. The Giants did this in a game in 2007 with Tom Coughlin. They beat a... a 16 and 0 or they excuse me they lost to a a undefeated 15 and yeah 15 and 0 New England Patriot team and that even though they lost that game by 3 points it brought them confidence that they could play they went on and beat Tampa, Dallas, Green Bay and beat that same New England team in the Super Bowl. Hmm. There's something coaches have different motivations. I think if you asked a coach would he rather play or rest I would say every single one of them would say, let us play. Well, Vegas thinks they're not going to play their oh, guys. That's, I, I, understand. I understand. Do you think that the Giants, without like their 10 best players, could still beat the Eagles, though, if Jalen Hurts doesn't play? If Yes, I do. Yeah. Because because Gardner Minshew, what you saw against... The, the Eagles have a problem now at right tackle. They have a problem on their offensive line. They didn't protect... I mean, the Saints are a good team. I mean, as far as defensively, they're a good team. The pass rush, what they were able to... Gardner Minshew is not the same guy that played against the Cowboys the other day. You know, that's just... It, he's not that... That's not his... They should have won that game yesterday, and they didn't. They, I mean, the Saints got after their ass. Yeah, and, and, if, and if the Giants... You know, to me, if the if the Giants decide to play in this game, and, and you're forcing Hurts to have to play in a game where they can't medicate that shoulder... That yeah. SC joint, you know, and, and I, I went on, I, I said something on Twitter about this, and the Eagle fans lost oh, their... Oh, you got crushed. I got crushed. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's practicing today. Didn't play. <laughs> yeah. 
You took an L. Yeah. Now you have to play your quarterback because you thought, oh, well, we could just beat this team mm-hmm. and we can roll out in Gardner Minshew and be okay and beat the Saints. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's not, not the case. You're no. now you're now likely well, you're now forcing your quarterback to go play in a meet. They, they should they this is a team that had the best record in football and should have had home field and everything locked up three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they haven't. I think if you're the Giants, you should play because it's not like you're staying fresh to go win the Super Bowl. No. You're a borderline playoff team. Every opportunity you get, like, this is meaningful football against maybe the best team in the conference. I agree. Yeah. I agree. See, so that, I, I I do think it's better than 50-50, but around 50-50 that Dayball decides to play. Yeah, you you find a way to get, you know, you, you try and find a way to keep your team sharp. Yeah. You know, going they, the, really the Giants sputtered down the stretch. You know, they got this win this, you know, this last week, but they really sputtered down the stretch, and now – you know, maybe get a little bit momentum back if you play your guys. I'm not. I'm not wishing them. I'm not saying, oh, they have to. And being like that fan guy, I'm just. I just know that coach is different, and he's trying to build a winning program there and going out and playing meaningful football. Well, well for to, to try to beat a team and knock a team out in your division, that that would be that would be pretty strong stuff. Put them in the playoffs with essentially the same talent, maybe less talent. Uh, you know, if you look at some of the guys that that left, first playoff appearance since 2016 for the Giants, things are going in the right direction. But the overreaction buy or sell is the Cowboys are going to steal the NFC East and maybe the number one seed in the NFC. To me, that is an overreaction. That is way overreaction yeah. because I don't see San Francisco losing to Arizona. No, Arizona, yeah. Arizona. That coach at Arizona is trying to get fired, and and you start you probably hear the Sean Payton rumors there. Sooner than later when that's all said and done. I mean, you have so many things that need to happen. Like if you're gonna call something like that, I would say I would say, are you are you listening to your gut or do you yeah. legitimately believe that chances are better than 50-50? And if you're if 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 you're taking something way significantly mathematically under 50%, you better tell me like you know something yeah. or just you're gonna call it. It's your your once in a decade call because that's how long those odds are of all three of those things happening. Yeah, I just my whole thing is as long as Philadelphia until they win a game, I've been really consistent. Just keep playing. Yeah. Keep playing and keep playing. And you know, they've lost their last two. Now you have an opportunity. You it's, think they're covering this this hurts injury up? You, you know, it's, it's I, I tweeted that. Yeah. I tweeted that. And, and, like, I got more hate. And that's fine. I just sat there. And they're like. So, what do you. Could this be, like, a factor? Like, he can't play well? They can't. They can't medicate that joint. That's the thing. The AC joint, you can medicate and it doesn't bother you. So, you, how long will it bother? This, this is going to go on all year. This is going to go. He. All he has to do is get hit, fall, somebody fall on him. That that thing is that, that thing is it, that that's not an easy so injury do you to come. It will stop him from running in a playoff game. It very well could. Wow. It very well could. Wow. Or it, or or you're or you're exposing him to potential damage, which they did. They kept him out there, and what happened? He got hurt. Got hurt worse. So yeah, I mean, that's what I learned this. That AC joint, you can medicate. That other joint, SC joint, you can't. There's a, it's 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 a dangerous thing to do. Well, that one's a lot of fun. You know, if if the Eagles could be significantly compromised or be in a situation where Gardner Minshew has to play, they're a total non-factor. I mean, I, I think that that was a, a huge boost to Jalen Hurts' credibility as a top quarterback. But if he can't run, yeah, as just a passer, there you go. If the defense knows he can only pass, things are going to be 
massively different for him. Okay, we do have a little bit of breaking news here on the fan presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Uh, Cowboys Commanders is set for 325 on Sunday. Oh, so does that mean that what time is the Giants game then? It's got to be at the same time. It's the same time. Yeah. And the Sunday night is going to be Packers-Lions. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Which is weird because if the Seahawks win, the Lions game, uh, the Lions are out, right? Okay. So, I mean, the, the Packers can only lose, I guess, really. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, it's going to be an amazing Sunday, uh, no matter. I mean, I, that'll be an awesome 7 So, that means TV. our pregame show is at uh, 1230, no, 1230 instead of, instead of 9 a.m. That's right. All righty. It is the G-Bag Nation's overreaction Monday here on 105.3 The Fan. And, uh, yeah, that first one is a lot of fun. There's so many interesting branches on that, on that topic tree. And I know Cowboys fans would love nothing more than to see the tears rolling off the cheeks of Eagles fans as uh, Jalen Hurts' injury might continue to impact him. And those Eagles fans learned, you know, just like those idiots in Denver learned that one year. You start calling out Brian Broaddus like he's some sort of a, a homer hot taker. You know, you're like, who is this Broaddus guy on the radio in Dallas? Let me go after him. Yeah. The next thing you know, you're going to be looking like an idiot. Why, thank you for saying that. I. Yeah. I just kept my mouth shut. I mean, I, I somebody was asking me the question of why you keep playing if you're the Cowboys. And I tweeted because their quarterback is compromised right now. Yeah. I know he's compromised. And so, you know, they're they're in a point where they now have to play them. They could have been in a situation where they could have rested him for another couple of weeks, but now they're having to play him to try and secure another bye. So, I mean, hey, good luck with all that. Uh, okay, uh, number two, buying or selling, Brian Dayball has locked up Coach of the Year. I will say, man, I will say, man, oh, it's a tough one because the, my guy in San Francisco has gone through quarterbacks. Heck, your your coach here has gone through quarterbacks, yeah. you know, to get uh, – uh, I will say yes because I think the Giants, nobody really expected anything from the Giants. I would say I don't know, locked up strong – for the for the sake of the the, the programming, I'm going to say yes. Probably going to win it. Yeah, probably, probably going to win, win it. it. Yeah, I'd uh, say yeah. Sirianni, O'Connell, Shanahan, Andy Reid, yeah. amongst the other names in consideration. And yeah, I would consider Mike McCarthy as good a candidate as anybody as as well in that conversation. Um, okay, uh, the Jags are good enough to make trouble for someone in the AFC playoffs. Is that an overreaction or a truth, Brian? I think that's a truth because just seeing them play, I, I I like what they're doing with Doug Peterson. He's got that Super Bowl, you know, playoff experience. I, I love what he's doing with his quarterback too. His quarterback's not making mistakes. You know, they're playing within themselves. Travis ATN has been a godsend for this offense. You know, he was a kid that, you know, last year was just too banged up to play, didn't even really play. But, man, they hand him the football. Good things happen. Defense has been a lot better. They can pressure you. I, I think White that, ball I, came on for the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Doug Doug told me, he goes, I'm just trying to do one little thing a week with this doing guy. Doing a hell of a job. They are doing a good job. Really are. Yeah, you know, may, maybe Doug will win coach of the year next year if they make a, a, another jump. I'll uh, tell you what, man. I mean, how about that? I mean, he might be coach of the year, right? Maybe yeah. It's, we I thought about see that. Yeah. I, you know, for as important as Trevor Lawrence's development who, is and what we've seen over the last month. Who do we think would probably be worse, the Giants or the Jacksonville? When you win the season, I would have picked so, Jacksonville to be worse. I would have picked yeah. Jacksonville too. So. Okay, next one: the Vikings will lose in the first round of the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, Brian, they would face New York. 
The Giants played them to overtime here just very recently. Yep. I would think that they would beat the Giants. I would think that they would. I, Minnesota at home, I think they would beat the Giants again. It's it's nobody trusts Minnesota, but still, it's the quarterback. It's that receiver. Yeah, and that receiver got shut down. I don't know who at the Giants shuts down that receiver. You know, like that you know, Hawkinson, the running game, man, it was tight. I don't think the the Vikings could. The Vikings could lose, I think, in the second round. Vikings have looked really uh, suspect since the yeah. Cowboys played them. Yeah. I saw a stat today, the history of all 12 and 4 teams. They're the only one with a negative point differential. Yeah. A minus 19. 19, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I I think most people thought that Minnesota maybe wasn't as good as their record when they were sitting there at 8-1. and one. I did not think they would come apart. Uh, as as much as they have, but I do, do still have faith they can beat a team as, as bad as the Giants. Okay, uh, up next, buying or selling. The Packers are going to be a dangerous team in the NFC playoffs. Yes, I think that's, but but to me, it's they're dangerous because of the potential with the quarterback, and, and they've also kind of found out something with Watson there at receiver. They got so, both their runners healthy. Yeah, and the runners, yeah, that's that's. But I, I feel like to me, <laughs> they're playing that complimentary football. That's what I hear, they're doing. I would rather, I would rather, rather play a home game against them. I wish Dallas finds a way to win the division, and you know, I'd rather. I feel like Dallas could probably move the ball better on Green Bay than they can on uh, on Tampa Bay down there. Just, yeah, I, I just go back and forth. You're, you're going to have to go through a Hall of Fame quarterback to go. Tom's like almost losing to the worst quarterbacks in the NFL on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's the matchup. Yeah, that's the thing about it is, I mean, but that's it comes down to, oh, by the way, their defense is holding them in this game, and it's oh, it's sixteen to thirteen, and now you just had to punt to Tampa Bay, and he's got no timeouts and forty seconds left, and next thing you know, now you're in overtime. You know, that's that's the thing that scares me about both these quarterbacks, but it, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to go and beat one of them to, to go forward, so. Just go do it. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not worried about them in the big picture. You know, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, it's it's the Cowboys, it's the Eagles, and it's the 49ers. And if you're sitting around worried about any other team, then maybe you really don't have that much faith in this team. Nah. You know, we talked about it uh, earlier. Maybe you have a little bit of a PTSD. The thing to keep in mind, as much, um, you know, traumatic conditioning you have about the past or as rough as you feel about this team this year um nobody else is that good <laughs> you yeah. know like everybody you're, you're talking about having to beat brock brock purdy and gardner Minshew and green bay and tampa bay teams that can you know barely get over 500 or yeah. hold over 500 so yeah. this is the year and all the negative things that you are, are haunting your mind about i can't believe in this team because of this that or the other thing all those things could be 100 percent true and you could still find yourself playing in the Super Bowl here coming up in the not-too-distant future. we got to go because Mike McCarthy press conference is coming up. Okay, we'll step aside. When we come back, Mike will be chatting up there at the Ford Center next year. It's the G-Bag Nation of the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on The Fan. We're going to head down to the Mike McCarthy press conference here as soon as Peyton Russell gives me the, uh, the high sign. Segment is brought to you by the Frankels. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck. So companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Franklin Frankel. The consultation's always free at truckwreck.com. Okay, do you give Ron Rivera a pass here? Is uh, Or is this a, a red flag uh, that maybe it's time for another change? Maybe he, Maybe he did this on purpose to try to get fired. I don't know. You know, with with some of these uh, payouts, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if yeah. somebody had tried that. They were eliminated, and apparently it was news to him because uh, he took questions from the media. And when a reporter asked him about his, his strategy uh, next week, if the commanders are eliminated, uh, Rivera paused for several seconds and said, we can be eliminated. And hours later, he he was eliminated um, when the Packers beat the Vikings 41 to 17. So it was a large uh, chain of events. What do you think here, Brian? Is this an excusable offense by your head coach? The fact that he didn't know that he can get eliminated or the fact that he played Carson Wentz? Yeah, right. Both. That, that to me, that to me is the that's the one that that gets me is that you were I get it. Uh, you know, Taylor Heineke has been turning over the ball, but Taylor Heineke was the reason why you're even in this thing. Yeah, the, the, his you know, you're He's better than Wentz. Your situation was, you know, not good. It, you, you, you haven't – you go back to the last time the offense has been this bad, it was when Carson Wentz last played. You know, that's how – man, that's that's how long ago that was. And I, I just – I can't understand it. The, the guy got you this point, and you're going to just yank him. And, you know, that, that does stuff to the locker room. Yeah. You know, that, that Cleveland Brown bunch had no business beating the commanders in that football game. The, the – the, the, the the Browns had one foot in the parking lot with the U-Hauls running. They they were just they get out of that game, don't get hurt. For them to win twenty four to ten, that that says a lot about that. It says a lot about the head coach. It says a lot about the coordinators. It says a lot about the team. The team just you know they felt like that when you put Carson Wentz back in there that you were giving up. Yeah. So we might as well give up too. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and, and maybe, maybe you're so wrapped up in fighting the quarterback battle to get your guy in there that you're not seeing the whole big picture, you know. So I, I think it all sort of, you know, would for me as a front office guy or as the team owner, I'd say, hey, we got to we got to look into this a little bit more, guys. Like, yeah. is our guy not into it? Do we need to go in a, in a new direction? Have we burnt out another uh, head coach? who, you know, now is having a hard time staying well, focused and on task. They need to quickly, you know, they need to quickly get that team sold. Yeah. So new ownership can go in there and do what they want to do and that, you know, and, and make changes. And, you know, you, you don't want to be like all of a sudden you're sitting in your, and you buy and now you have to, oh, wait a minute, we don't want Ron Rivera. We don't want this general manager. Well, Ron Rivera essentially is the general manager. Yeah. You know, him and Martin Mayhew. And they're like, you know, they're they're sitting there, you know, doing what they're doing so yeah i i would to me i would i would quickly i if i'm a if i'm a commander's fan i would hope that this team sells quickly and new ownership comes in and says we're going to make complete changes 
to within the organization. And maybe the changes should include uh, their new mascot during halftime uh, of the game between uh, the Commanders and Browns. The organization announced and unveiled their new pig mascot. Yeah. Major Tuddy, a pig in uh, Commander's gear, wearing a soldier's helmet. And I guess it's pretty cool. It's just weird seeing a pig as a mascot. Well, they were the hogs. I know. 40 yeah. years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I yeah. think I think the folks, I think the the guys who were involved with the Hogs back in the day, I think they yeah. have a problem with this. I think they're probably- they're in the marketing department? Yeah, I think in the marketing department, they're like, wait a minute, you don't own this ho- the Hogs <laughs> trademark. We own that trademark. And so, yeah. Uh, well, maybe they'll get a check. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Major Tutty. It's, you know, like I heard Reggie talk about that. Tutty is kind of a pig's name. Is it? Uh, Tutty. Yeah, a little, you know, little Tutty the pig. Yeah, I think that's kind of a nice. I like it as a nickname for touchdown. Yeah. You know, but now that the commanders are sort of calling it and na- naming their, their pig Captain Tutty or Major Tutty or whatever. <laughs> Major I Tutty. I, I just don't know how I feel about the whole situation. Whatever the case, they, they do have uh, a new mascot. And they're choosing to be identified as uh, as swine, if you will. Yep. Okay, Eagles have now lost two in a row. Would you be concerned with momentum going into the playoffs if you are the Eagles right now, or is it all let's just get Hurts healthy and everything's going to be fine? I think their attitude about it is trying to get Hurts healthy and then go from there. But let's be honest, though, too. This uh, you know this 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 Nick Sirianni, he he kind of talks out of both sides of his mouth. He's one of those guys that's like, you know, he can talk all the trash and stuff he wants, and then when they lose a game like this, he's like, well, you don't want to get too high or too low, and, you know, you take the the good with the bad and all that as you're, as you're screaming at, uh, you know, as you're screaming at uh, the Colts fans and you're screaming after games and the Cowboys, you know, you know, how about it doesn't play Eagles? so well when yeah, you're losing. It doesn't play no. well at all. Your no. act your act is a little tired when yeah. you when you're sitting there doing stuff like that. So yeah, you can't be one or the other there, Nick. And to me personally though, anything bad that happens to the Eagles on the football side of things, I'm totally okay with. No doubt about it. Okay, and speaking of bad things, uh there is a defensive end or outside linebacker, I don't know. But uh, he's a defensive end. Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat, yeah. He uh, came home from the hospital last night, neck injury in their loss to the Saints. He kind of landed on the crown of his helmet. He does have 11 sacks this season, Brian. He's vowing to return. How important is Josh Sweat for the Eagles huge, defense? Huge. I mean, they're starting to lose players now. Well, you know, and, and, and fortunately for them, though, that he was able to, you know, he leave the hospital last night. We'll see what his status is for this week. But, man, I mean, he is a big-time pass rusher. Uh, in that game against the Cowboys, he's the one that made the super athletic interception on Dak Prescott. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's a that, you know to lose him, to lose Lane Johnson. You know, the, these the, and and actually uh, Devontae Smith, he walked off the field limping last night. We'll see what his status is. They are so on the ropes. They're starting to get some. They're starting to get pretty banged up here. Well, that's fun. It, it is, you know, and the 49ers still, you know, and Brock Purdy, I got to give you your props on that. It's been enough weeks now. You yeah. called it when Mr. Irrelevant came in. You said, hey, you, you can't discount this guy. No. Okay. Uh, and then as we conclude around the NFC East, we got to look at the New York Giants. They are 9-6-1 and one, coming off an impressive win over the Colts. They clinched their first playoff win since 2016. They are locked into the sixth seed. 
and Daniel Jones received a standing ovation from fans. Now they're talking about long-term contract for J- Daniel Jones. Are you riding with this guy? Are you excited about this if you're Brian Dayball? Well, if you're yeah, if you're Brian Dayball, you have to be. I mean, he they they've gone out and did a really really Mike Kafka, all those guys with the Giants, they've done a really good job of kind of figuring out what Daniel Jones can do. And so, you know, they're winning games. Uh is it enough? I mean, hey, for them, they have to feel like this guy. I mean, he came in, he bought in. He's had a lot of offensive coordinators. He's had a lot of head coaches. Maybe they found the right one. And, you know, there's there's one thing if you if you're winning games to get in the playoffs, you know, you gotta kind of feel like that maybe this is our guy. And I'm sure that's how the Giants feel right now. I mean, he played great yesterday, but that's against the Colts. You know, I yeah. would I would be like, guys, we can't let a little bit of success make us believe that Daniel Jones is going to be the kind of quarterback. We're talking about 40 million bucks. Yeah. You know, that's what you give 20 uh, percent of the salary cap for a quarterback. I'd be pretty. Con- Have you seen what Brock Purdy is doing in San Francisco, guys, for sure. six hundred thousand dollars a year? Sure. You know, if I think if. If you're willing to run guys or you happen to have a coach like Kyle Shanahan who's amazing at creating a run game, you know, I, I think a ton of guys could could have success. And now the the NFL is it's waiting. It's in it's in a perfect spot now where you you don't really have to to buy in like this. All righty, it is the G Bag Nation here on 1053 the fan. A lot of big things going on here as we stand by for a little bit of Mike McCarthy press conference. Among them Former Heisman winner Bryce Young is headed for the NFL, could be the number one overall pick, announcing today he'll forgo his final year at Alabama and declare for the draft. Is he your top-rated quarterback, Brian? No, he isn't. I, I've actually I've I've seen the top quarterbacks already. I I'm my I tell you what, it, it's just it's the old crusty in me though that it's that it's the size, it's the lack of height. Uh, but this kid is I like C.J. Stroud. That's my, my guy who I really – I mean, I've always been one of those guys, the 6'3", the 218-pound quarterback. I'll say this about Bryce Young. it Nothing bothers him as a player. You can watch him play, and when others are panicking, he's just – he's so calm in the way he plays. And I say this in my notes. I say he's probably not for everybody size-wise, but, man, does he make this thing look easy. And, I mean, the, the escapability – I mean, he can make something out of nothing. What's the comparison, Russell Wilson? Maybe. I tell you what, man. I mean, it's he's six foot. He's one hundred ninety four pounds. He looks a lot lighter than that. He looks a lot slighter than that. So I, man, I. We've seen a lot of shorter quarterbacks getting a chance over and, the last and, ten years. Yeah, and it's and you're starting to say, hey, it looks like we got Mike McCarthy. Let's go to Let's the go to podium. Yeah, yeah, there we go. What'd you guys do with David? Uh, he didn't make it. He didn't, yeah, make, it. Yeah, he didn't yeah, make it. He didn't make it. He didn't make it. He got me. I'm just wondering about this. Back. Back. Uh, Clarence Hill, Football Star Telegram. How many who dads were in your household yesterday? Say it again. How many who dads? <laughs> who dad yells <laughs> were in your household yesterday? Uh, actually, I was home alone, so I was, I was who dad all by myself. <laughs> just talk about the opportunity now. Uh, Still want a chance to win the division title. What's the focus this week? I, I think it's you know just a great mindset that you always got to keep. Is you just got to keep playing. So uh, you know we we understand what's in front of us, and and uh, frankly, we're, you know I, once again I really didn't even talk about the seeds in in, in the team meeting today because it's really just about 
you know, getting ready to, to beat Washington. We, we actually split the day up today. We, we spent probably two-thirds of it on self-scout, really going back over the last three games because, you know, because of the schedule we've been on. Uh, so went back and just went through that and, you know, just emphasized on the things we want to work on. And then we, we started our prep for Washington uh, today. And I, I think the big thing for us uh, because of the schedule we've been on is to get back into the seven-day flow. Uh, so just get into a seven-day flow going into this game Sunday afternoon. And then, uh, you know, and, and hopefully we'll be on another another seven-day flow going into the wild card. Field advantage, how important is that? Or you just focus on does it matter how you get in? Or uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously you want to play at home in front of your fans. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, that's not that, that's not a top priority, I mean, for the way I look at it. Uh, we, we just got to really – Locked down on the things we know we still can improve on. Um, you know, we, we've, our productivity has been very high in a lot of areas. You know, I think our discipline has, you know, really improved the last five weeks in, in the area of uh, penalty prevention. So, just really, you know, building off the things that we've been doing well, and and just emphasizing, you know, ball security and you know things like that, and you know, second level blocking, perimeter blocking. Uh, so, it's just staying staying focused on the basics. Todd. Um, Mike Goddard for the ESPN. Uh, Zeke's health, how is he? Uh, it, was, was he okay coming out of that Tennessee game? It looked like he might have taken a helmet to the leg. Yeah, no, I, I, he's, I mean, uh, in our, our medical report, um, he's, he's good to go. He's going to practice Wednesday. And with Tony, how is he coming back? Well, Tony will practice Wednesday too, yeah. Okay. Watkins, that's one of you. Um, say you want to be playing your best ball going into the postseason. Do you guys feel like you are doing that right now? Um, I think we got one more week to get to where you know we'd like to be. I, I think just you know if you, you look at the things that are going on, I mean you know uh, injuries are part of the game. Unfortunately, we, we've had one almost every week here, what the last five weeks. So uh, you know we're gonna have another ro- or another lineup change um, this week on offense. You know I'm not gonna talk about it because I never do in here, and you guys do such a good job finding out anyway. So you know I, I think just that, and you know defense. I think we're still working through some things with the. Personnel groups and that, so uh, this this will give us another opportunity to get up. That's why I think the full week of preparation is going to be good for us, and uh, but we'll, hopefully we'll be able to build off of you know what we're able to get done here against Washington. The message, what was your message today to your guys? I know you didn't talk about seating, but what was your overall message? Today? Oh, self improvement. You know, just keep keeping focused on us. Uh, just really talked a lot about the you know the Cowboys six and. Just really all football, you know. It was, it was, it was like I said, a majority of it was uh, self scout corrections. Um, look, you know, but also looking, you know, you, you go to the quarterback meeting. I was looking at the passing game, going through specifics and details of that. So, uh, just took it as an opportunity to get better. Mike Jory at Yahoo Sports. At the beginning of the year, y'all seemed to be pretty pass heavy. Dak went out. You became a little more run heavy. Now you talked about wanting Dak to keep firing. Where would you say you are in terms of what your ideal balance? Of the are you talking the last game or the last couple of games? The last few, few last games. Last few games. Yeah, yeah I, I think like anything. I mean, you have a you have an identity that you want to play to, and I think our complementary formula is pretty pretty crystal clear how we want to play. Um, but you know, with that is you know the way the way the defense plays does you know create potential opportunities for you for you to try to take advantage of it. So you know, I, I think at the end of the day. You know, st- staying north of 30 rushes is a, is a benefit, regardless of the you know yards per carry. Um, I, I, I've always felt that way. That's the way I grew up in this league. Um, so, uh, but you know, with that, I've, you know, the past production numbers have have been 
you know, extremely productive uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, so, you know, you have to be able to do both. I mean, we're getting ready to go play the, you know, obviously Washington, but, uh, you know, next week starts where, you, you know, you, you got to max out every series and every opportunity to put points on the board. Is your, is your run game as productive as you want it to be in recent weeks? Um, in recent weeks compared to prior weeks? No, I, I think the numbers speak for themselves. Michael Gelfin, Dallas Warren News. Is the second level blocking part of that? Is that was that, was that the big takeaway that you guys got? Yeah, that's from? definitely one of the takeaways. You know, I felt offensively was the second level blocking um, and, you know, perimeter blocking. So, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, you know, there's, we, we had some tough angles. You know, I think we put our, we put our guys in as far as, you know, how they declare they obviously really challenged the box, you know, as far as having a free hat and how you control that free hat, whether it's, you know, with motion, the quarterback or an insert of a, of a perimeter player. So just really tightening that up and, and make sure you have a good plan and, um, and and just frankly really anticipate how we think Washington is going to play us. You know, we're, we're expecting them to be, you know, aggressive uh, schematically and, you know, and this, this will be a great test for us. Michael. Oh, I thought you had something. Oh, no, 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 sorry. No. Oh. Babe. Babe Lockmer, Cowboys Radio. Um, it appeared you guys did a really good job in pass protection for three quarters, and Bihanish got hurt mm-hmm. and uh, got a little more pressure on Dak. They got a free runner at one, and I know you effectively juggled three different positions there. Was it uh, more of a schematic thing for the O-line in terms of pass protection or uh, any physical part of it? Uh, I'm trying to think of fourth quarter we were talking about. Um, yeah, I, I would say the one that was was you know was was a scheme was I think it was the Mike linebacker off the edge, right? So, yeah, I, I mean it's you know it's that is he picked up and you know when you go five for five and also I think we had Dalton on the shell across there. So yeah, I, I, those are I think just you know once again in game injuries are a lot a lot harder to deal with than you know injury going into the game. So. I think the fact that we'll be able to practice, you know, with with Connor and in in the, in the group, how we ended the game, uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be in really good shape versus tough defensive line. Uh, Mike, with Ty and his uh, assimilation here to what, what he's been able to do for you in such a short amount of time, how amazing is that? But beyond the fact that he, you know he's a guy who hadn't done anything from the end of last season until yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it speaks volumes about him personally, but also I think professionally, for really for him to come in, you know, to be in game shape. Um, you know, he's handled everything that we've thrown at him. Obviously, he's a very accomplished receiver. You know, like I like to say, he has a lot of pelts on the wall. But yeah, and you know, I, I could see him getting even more this week. So uh, I, it's it's a steady incline that uh, you know. We, we recognize and, you know, it's just like anything. It's you, you got to get that connection with the quarterbacks and, you know, he's doing a good job of doing all the extra. He, he kind of credited Kyle Valero for the, a lot of the work yeah. that they did together. It was one of these things where they're just kind of locked in a room. Yeah, together. all day, all night type deal. Um, yeah, I mean, it started really from the first day he got here and I, I thought I thought Kyle knocked it out of the park with him. He did an excellent job. What was this week? Uh, you know, you talked about just trying to, you know, focus on yourself and trying to get better than you. Do you have a mindset in the game where you're, you're scoreboard watching it all, and if you're, you're getting to a certain point, you get guys out? Is it about winning? Or is it about just? I mean, it's got to be about winning. I, I and I, I get it. Uh, you know, you. I mean, we're in, so it's different. I mean, the craziest game I've ever been a part of was the Y2K game. You know, I was in Green Bay. We were playing the Arizona Cardinals, and and um, you know, there, there was a three-way. 
uh, tie between I think the Cowboys um, and um, the Cowboys, the Packers, and um, who's the third team? Oh, yeah, in Carolina. So we had to beat the Cardinals, and then we had to beat them by more than uh, we, we were like because we, for the three-way tie, um, Carolina was like minus twelve. So we, they won. So we had to make sure we won by more than what they won, you know, to keep the minus twelve, and then. We all went and watched the game with the Giants and the, and the Cowboys, Chan Gailey, and the Cowboys and the Cowboys won. So the Cowboys went to playoffs. We were out. So I'm, you know, I just remember the sideline during that deal. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was ridiculous because you know you're winning the game. Um, so then we start throwing the ball because we got to make sure we had to win by more than, you know, 12 points or whatever. And so then they start throwing the ball even more, and then they got back in the game. And I mean, it was just, it was just crazy. And we spent more time talking about the scoreboard and. And you know, um, scoring more points, you know, and then we had Dorsey Levens going over a thousand yards and all those things, and then you go, well, so I, that's not the case, you know, and I, 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 I wouldn't do that anyways, because I mean, it's, you know, this is about winning. I mean, it's a division game. Division games are just very similar to playoff games, so this this will be a great contest for us, and it'll be a great challenge. Uh, make sure we're ready for the playoffs. Sorry for the dumb story. It's a filibuster. Tyron Smith obviously making that difficult yeah. transition that he's made. How, how do you feel like that's that's come? I thought he looked a lot more comfortable, you know, against Tennessee. I, I, even, you know, his, um, you know, his grades should reflected that too. I, I, I thought he's, you know, just once again. I, I mean, that's I mean that's why you go to training camp. That's why the padded practices are so important. You know, it isn't that Tyron. It, does Tyron Smith know how to play right tackle? Absolutely, he does. But. You know, but he needs to work combination blocks. He needs to work stunts. You know, the TE games, the ETs, and and all those things. You know, and and he's getting his work in in you know in live action. You know, because because of when he came back. So I mean, he's definitely someone that will definitely benefit from a full seven day. You know, but I, I thought he he definitely looked very comfortable uh, against Tennessee. What does it say about him to say put me over there? I, I know I'm this Hall of Fame left tackle, but you need me yeah. over here. I mean, you know, you know, Tyron doesn't say a whole lot, but when he does, it's uh, you know, it's important, and and everybody listens, you know, and, and I think it just so Tyron just wants to win. I mean, you think about what he's accomplished in his in his time in this league. I mean, it's the only thing left is a Super Bowl victory. So I mean, he's going to do whatever it takes to win, and I think it speaks volumes about him personally. When you look at the the course of the season and all the ups and downs and the valley. Do you have a defining moment or two that you look at and said, "This is when I you thought this team could be something"? Uh, I mean, it was early. Um, you know, I I I liked the way uh, I liked the way we finished the camp. You know, we had a couple haymaker practices there. I thought, okay, it's it's starting to come together. Um, but it's you know, it's like it normally is. It, it's it's never what you want it to be early in camp. So, um, but. Um, I think the Cincinnati game was was a win that we needed uh, for confidence. Um, but you know, when you when you have you know, you know a performance like Minnesota, you know, when you have some of those performances. Um, you know, it just shows what you're capable of doing. But um, you know, the thing that I've been so proud of uh, for our team is you know the, the, we got incredible veteran leadership, and, and these young guys have have really. You know this rookie class, and you know, and the second-year players have taken that. You know, second-year jump players have really stepped up. But just the way our young players played early, and were productive. I mean, I mean, what can you say about Tyler Smith? 
the way he's come in here and, and pretty much has played through you know everything that's been put in front of him. So um, I'm not giving you a defining moment because you know I think it definitely is a progression. But um, I, I, I felt I felt really good about the team early in camp. I mean I mean coming out of camp, and um, so I don't know. I, I guess we say the Minnesota game. And was that when you lose Dak in Week One though? Does that deflate you from all the good feelings you had even? Um, you know, there's a lot made of, you know, losing the first game, but it was just one loss. You know, it, sometimes, you know, it, you can tend to feel like we lost, you know, more than one game that day, but we only lost one game. Uh, but the most important thing is, yeah, we lost, we lost Dak Prescott. So, um, but it was week one, you know, um, I, uh, I've done this long enough. There's, there's so much football. I mean, in the 17th game, I, I think everybody, you know, it adds, it adds a whole other layer to this playoff situation. Uh, it's a longer year, and I think it's just a good reminder. You know, you, you don't you don't lose seasons in weeks one and two. I mean, it's you know, you you, you, you all, everybody wants to get off to a fast start. You know, and uh, we we didn't in week one, but we but we you know we responded and, and and just kept playing, and that's really what we need to do this week. So, yeah, I I, I was never I I was never really worried about the team back in week one. I mean, I have great confidence in Cooper and, you know, obviously Philadelphia game, we didn't play good in the first half and, you know, had self-inflicted you know, wounds that, 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 you know, we, we took, we were accountable for it, went in at halftime, we addressed it and came out and, you know, had a chance to you know, potentially win the game. So, uh, and that's this league. This league is so damn hard. I mean, it really is. Everybody says it, but it, it's, it's real. I mean, it's so hard to win one game. And I think you just got to keep that in mind. Did Matt Farniak or anyone else? Would there be some any twenty-one yeah. day windows? Yeah, there? Matt. Matt will. Matt will. Uh, he'll be activated. And he will start practicing on uh, Wednesday. Terrence, did you have hey, you got some news no. on this thing? Good. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, wait for the other thing. What's up? Mike, you meant, or you, you all mentioned a lot throughout this season just the feeling after that San Francisco playoff game last year, and your players have kind of continued to reference it. Have you focused on that maybe more with this team than you had in previous years regarding the playoffs? And what, how do you decide when it is and isn't the right time to bring something from last year in? I mean, unfortunately, if, if you're in this business long enough, you're going to have some tough losses. Um, you know, I, I know I've, I've been part of them. Uh, you know, and, and it really, it, it's something that gives you, you know, something to point to. Um, it really helps you with, with direction going into the off offseason. Um, I think it's a good reference point in no TAs, offseason program, training camp. Um, there, there is a time or two in the season you may bring it up, but but, but frankly, I, I, I can't speak for the players, but I'm not thinking about it. I mean, you know, uh, I'm, I'm more into, you know, you know, our, our path, you know, whether it's, you know, whoever it is and, and how we're going to win, win those games. So, uh, and this is, this is what it's all about. This is what we're working for. I mean, you know, we're going to be one of seven teams in the NFC in the playoffs. And, and that's a special place to be because, you know, obviously there's a, you know, there's not, there's nine others that, that are not in the, in the, in that pool. So yeah, I'm, I'm just more focused on what we need to do to beat the, you know, beat whoever we're lined up against. I'm sure the athletic. It seems like most of the teams, if not all, that have gone on to win the Super Bowl, they have really good defensive tackle play. 
and I know you obviously did in, in 10. Um, how, what have you thought of your guys' defensive tackle play this year? Yeah, that's an excellent observation. Um, that's the best question of the day, by the way. But uh, no, I, I think it speaks to defense. You know, I, and, and and I've learned this through through my time as a head coach. I mean, you, you, you know, it's been said for a long time: defense wins championships, and uh, and I believe that. I mean, defenses do win championships, but the quarterback, you need the quarterback to win the Super Bowl, and that's been my personal experience. Um, so, and obviously, the defensive tackle plays is a big part of that. So yeah, I mean, you know, we're doing it by committee. Um, you know, I, I think the ability that we have, you know, six guys to roll through there is a real benefit. I think just really the way our whole D line is set up that way too, because you could extend it out to the rushers. You know, because you got the you got the big guys and the rushers is, is the way we really break them down. And um, the fact that we're able to rotate those guys the way we do, I think it's a huge strength of our of ours. Jonathan Hankins so considered on track for the start of the postseason, and if so, what does that mean for having him and Leighton? Yeah, he's, he's getting better. Uh, Leighton's getting better. You know, um, I, I don't think they'll they won't be you know full. You know, they won't be you know won't be working Wednesday. So I don't, I don't have anything for this week. Yeah. They're doing better. They got a positive report today. All right. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All righty. There it is. The Mike McCarthy press conference here on 105.3. The fan were late, so we'll step aside, come back with some takeaways on that. We do have a 2023 Ask Us Anything coming up at 4 o'clock. If you have questions, you can text or call in uh, coming up at uh, at 4 o'clock. Former Cowboy Scout Brian Broaddus is, is standing by, to, and we'll, we could talk Cowboys, we'll talk Mavs, talk G-Bag Nation. It is a holiday mail-it-in Monday show here on 105.3 The Fan, and uh, we're back with some takeaways from that press conference and more here in the nation. A stunner at the stadium as uh, Tulane with a furious comeback, and uh, it appears they are going to get the victory 46-45 over USC. Jared Sandler's Trojans going down in defeat out there at AT AT&T. 46-45 with seven seconds to go. Magical. Well, USC does have, what, two timeouts left in this thing? Yeah. It was a play that came down to uh, Bauman, the, the tight end for Tulane, uh, on a second down play, they just rip it down the middle of the field. Man, the guy made a great adjustment to uh, to kind of you know keep the USC defender off his back and then extend to get the uh, you know get his hands on the ball. And then they called it on a review. It's initially called an incomplete pass. It's a touchdown, and, and it was a touchdown. So here we go, Heisman Trophy winner uh, Caleb Williams. He's going to launch this thing to the sidelines. Incomplete. With two yeah. seconds left. Yes, that's over. game. That's game. Congrats yeah. to Tulane. USC is, has led pretty much all afternoon. Okay, Mike McCarthy, presser takeaways. He talked about Tyron Smith having much better scores uh, in the game against the Titans than uh, against the Eagles. Uh, so that's a good. Um, he said center Matt Farniok is going to have his 21-day practice window activated on Wednesday. So could give the Cowboys some options there at center. Tony Pollard's going to return to practice Wednesday. Um, concern with him in the thigh? Or no. He should be good to go. Uh, no, okay. he should be good to go, yeah. And then uh, he said T.Y. Hilton impressed in his 22 snaps against the Titans, up from 12 in the debut. Quote, I could see him getting even more this week. It's a steady incline. Uh, so there's some of the takeaways. Now, when we come back at 877-881-1053, as USC is attempting this uh, trick play 
uh, catastrophe and the ball's going out of bounds. There it is. Tulane is officially won. It is time for our first 2023 Ask Us Anything. Uh, go ahead and text in. Leave your name and city you're texting from. We can talk Cowboys. We can talk Mavs. We can talk G-Bag Nation, Tolos, whatever you want. Any question is fair game. I'll get it started with a couple for Broadus, and then we'll get to your uh, best uh, questions. We'll read them on air and answer them next here in the G-Bag Nation here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.